Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Let's meet our players. Hi, I'm Grant, and I'm playing Trather Wimblin, a human fighter. Hi, I'm Jenny, and I'm going to be playing John Abermere, a crimson-born human. Peter, Bertrand Greystone, Dwarven Forge Cleric. William R. Ericocro Magi. Daniel, I'm playing Vatten. I am a half-elf ranger. Hi, my name is Ben, and I am Twig, or Shem. I am a rogue bard and a, a goliath. We hope you enjoy our episode. Welcome back to City on the Hill Gaming. I am your Game Master, Ryan, and it is time for more of that 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons good times. Joined, as always, by Jenny. Hello. Peter. Hello. Ben. Hey, hey. Grant. Oh, hi. And William. Hey. No, Daniel, I will not go back to the moving puns, but I will not apologize either. Uh, he, you missed he, a great number of moving puns, dear listener. They're recorded. <laughs> we'll see what happens. They probably won't hear the light of hear the light of day. Sure, whatever. It's fine. Um, but, the, but the five of you are expected to pick up the load as we have no Daniel. And that means we're short on most of our puns. I expect good things from you people. <laughs> Stretch the mind. I, I, am, I, am, I am not a punter of anywhere near Daniel's caliber, but I will do my best. <laughs> Sometimes the team has to come together and make up for when the star has to set out. At least the pun star. Well, I'm going to get him a t-shirt now. King of puns. That is its alpha pun, like alpha punster, pun. pun star! Pun star. <laughs> it's the punniest of puns. All right, so you guys had helped the lost travelers whose village had been blown up by space golems um, find a new village. Bertrand fixed it up beautifully, uh, and the rest of you helped them set up camps and start growing crops and find food and, I believe, find an expensive vein of ore that falls from the sky, possibly. And you were given some information of where you could find a gentleman who could give you passage to the Hawks City set up in the hill. Uh, that's sort of a very dangerous and, and treacherous route. Uh, but you know where to find him. He is in the city of Greven, a city you've been to uh, quite a few times. It is the um, just one of the local encampments that I believe you helped protect from falling obsidian shards or orcs or something. Maybe both. Was Probably that the both. With the air elementals? I think it was that. That might have been that one. There's a good chance there were air elementals. Yeah. That was a thing. And also chunks of desert rock, I yeah. believe, were thrown at you <clears throat> repeatedly. Uh, but there's a gentleman in that city who might just be able to get you up that side of that mountain. All right. Well, let's go find him. Uh, and the gentleman you are looking for, his name is Barrick. All right. Let me copy all your miniatures. And actually, while I'm moving maps, because we haven't done this in a while, um, we're just going to go down the line. I'll say your name, and you tell me who your character is, because I don't think we've done actual character intros. Uh, like, it's in the intro of the thing, but, like, tell, tell me who the character is, and tell me something about the character. Uh, ben. I am Shim, and I am a Goliath. Uh... Passing himself off as other things, uh, rogue and bard. Um, the all oh, things. Um, any any just shim thing. Uh, he is a lot tinier than most Goliaths ever. So he he's a Goliath of the stature of a human. I, I like the idea that because you said passing himself off, in, in my head it was passing himself off as a bard and a rogue. He's actually like a, yeah. a cleric, but he passes himself. And I know you meant passing himself <laughs> off as a as a human, but in my head, it passes himself off as a bard. Yeah. Bog standard fighter. Yeah, bog standard <laughs> fighter. But he carries a loot around to confuse people. Because uh, what's more distracting? Yes. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Grant, tell me of the Trather. Sure. So, Trather Wimlin of the Wimlin family, a perfectly normal human who's got uh, a great deal of ideas of uh, chivalry and uh, good doing, and uh, he's not good with words. He's not good with a lot of things, but he fight real good. Yeah, he do. 
real good. Uh, he's he's just Travis, just this guy, you know. And and he fully intends on being as much of that guy to help as many people as possible. Yeah, I mean, there's a distinct mismatch between his self-image and what he actually does. That's okay. And his ability to spell chivalry, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay, I, okay, I was making sure. Um, I know someone whose name is Chivalry. Interesting. Well, Justin. Ah, okay. Yeah. Chivalry Bean. Chivalry Bean, yes. Yes. <clears throat> um, oh, well, I was going to say Vatten. Vatten, not here right now. Please leave message. Ginny. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I think the mic thing happened again. Oh, now there's yeah, two Jennies. Yeah, so there are. Why uh, there... Okay, now there's just one. Get that clone out. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I've seen Star Wars. She's going to turn on us eventually. No, the internet just cut for a little bit. Rural Canadian internet. Woo! <laughs> it's, it's not even that. It's... it's, uh, it's current current nonsense including weather that would affect uh, literally oh, anywhere weather. yeah <laughs> uh yeah Earth okay yes jenny tell me of of the of john of the crimson born yes okay cool uh so i'm jenny and i play john abermere who is a human crimson born um there was a very magical accident when he was was like a toddler and now he can do light magic <laughs> Yes. I, I, I still like that phrase. That phrase still makes me laugh. Very magical accident. It's a very magical accident. That will, in the long run, if I ever do make t-shirts, that's certainly going to be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> because it's the best phrase. <clears throat> We've had good ones. That's the best one. Uh, and wait, who did I not? Uh, uh, Peter. Talk, Hi, talk of the Greystone. Yeah, I'm I'm Peter. I'm playing Bertrand Greystone. Uh, he is a dwarven forge cleric. He is also a bundle of kindness and loves to fix things more than anything else in the world. <clears throat> I like the idea that that's how you're introduced. It's like this is Bertrand. He's our bundle of kindness. <laughs> professional could, bundle of kindness. I could go with that. <laughs> also fixes things. Yeah, but mostly professional bundle of kindness. Yes. <clears throat> Seems accurate. William, tell me of, of your flying friend, R. Uh, well, R is an Aarakocra wizard, and he's best known for having read whatever we need at the moment the day before. He has a great... Read a book on it. He has great use of uh, magazines and doctor's offices, uh, <laughs> newspaper articles, and a pretty solid Google search history. Um and an expansive Kindle library. And it's always very timely. Yes, because um, he's good like that. <laughs> For he is R. And he is ready with that knowledge. Every bit of that knowledge. Uh, so you guys arrive in Greven, and you poke around, and when you get to uh, sort of the city center, town center, it's not that big. We'll go town center. You see a guy, big, pretty big orc fella, um, with like heavy... So you know, like, the gloves UFC fighters wear? Like, they're not boxing gloves. They're they're UFC gloves. I don't have a better name. Some uh, sparring gloves sparring, kind of a thing? Sparring gloves. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're not full coverage gloves. Your, your fingers poke out. They're like dense bicycle gloves. Yeah, like real thick bicycle gloves. Exactly. So you see, like, a big orc wearing those, loading things onto a cart. And he's just kind of just kind of loading up supplies. And he looks like this is the kind of stuff that, like... These are not everyday supplies, and they look like they're probably... Like, he has multiple carts in a real long caravan that looks like it's being taken somewhere. Like, when he's done moving things. You also notice, for a dude his size, who looks like he has a caravan to guard, he has a startling lack of weapons. I am the weapon. He is the weapon. <laughs> The punching time is here. to register as lethal weapons. <laughs> I'm full of punchination. The government made me do it, man. What did what did Mister uh, What did Mister T's knuckles say in uh, the A Team? Like he has knuckle tattoos. 
can't remember what they oh, say. Man. That's they're for punch. That's uh, a deep cut, man. I don't remember <laughs> if they. Really had, I don't know if he had him in the original. Rampage Jackson had him when they remade it, in a not terrible movie, starring Liam Neeson. Huh. Um, so yeah, you see big, big dude, lots of punching looking, but he's just loading stuff onto a cart, and he's there are a couple other people just kind of wandering around in the village. That's the guy that we're supposed to find. Uh, you only know him by name, and then that he takes goods up and down a mountain. Hmm. Theoretically. Uh, and you know the gentleman you are looking for name is Barrick. Alright, well, Bertrand will walk up and he'll be, Excuse me, sir, we're looking for a gentleman by the name of Barrick. <clears throat> huh. What can I do you for? Ah, oh, excellent. We're told you are a good guide up the mountain. Which mountain are you trying to go up? I'll fill him in the rest of the way as to where we're trying to go and what we're trying to do. Huh. Oh, okay. Well, you want to go see the hawk up on the mountain. Interesting. Want well, may be a little too strong of a term, <laughs> but... <laughs> necessary term? Yeah, yeah, Aye. yeah. Uh, you, as you get closer, you can see... Um, because the knuckles, the the fingers stick out from his gloves across his knuckles. Uh, he has tattooed "pity" and "fool." Because <laughs> I right, looked it up, and that's what Mister T's tattoos were for the A team. He pities the fool. Uh, so uh, why you go and so I'm gonna say a word and I'll put it in chat because I'm gonna say it wrong, even though it's a word I made up. So, you know, in theory, I should be the one who knows how to say it, but don't think about it too much. I typed it and never pronounced it in my head. Oh, dear. Um, yep, those are the ones. Pity the fool. Uh, so you want to do go we, to Unrinla. Do we all get to put in a uh, vote on how to pronounce it? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Our I mean, let's not take away the role-playing possibility that this character might not know how to pronounce it either. There is that. <laughs> like so you want to go to Anrinla and see the hawk. Interesting. What business do you have with her? Boy, is that ever a complicated tale. <laughs> uh, he, so he looks around. He's like, wait, there's six. Oh, mm, okay. You're the ones who protected the city a while back, yes? We are indeed, yes. All right. I assume you have business with her that involves more of that nonsense in the desert. You are a very astute fellow. <laughs> we assume so, too. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go up, I can take you up. But I should warn you. He's treacherous. They call it the, the city on the hill. Let's be honest, it's a mountain. It's a pretty steep mountain. It's a pretty tall mountain. One path up, one path down. Not all that wide. And there are creatures on the mountain in different places. Hmm. They're feisty little ones. Alright, well... Exhilarating! I like you. We've done a pretty good job keeping ourselves and those around us safe when there were hazards present, so That's I think we'll I'm be told. okay. Alright, very uh. well. Well, caravan leaves in the morning. You wish to come, you can, but it means you're on guard duty. I think we can live with that. And before we go, I need a messenger. Need something oh. sent to one of the other villages. He looks mm. around, and he points at Vat. Mm. He just kind of gives him the, the mirror, mirror nod. <laughs> and he Vatten comes over. He hands him something from the cart. Pulls out a map, points at a place, Vatten kind of nods with a, yeah, I know where that is. And Vatten leaps. He'll be back All in right. a few days. He'll be fine. <laughs> I've seen him around here before. He knows the desert. He'll be alright. Saves me the trouble of having to take that myself. Well, Vatten's a very capable person, so I'm sure your message will get through quickly and safely. Absolutely. All right. Well, you're welcome to stay the night in the warehouse. We leave in the morning. All right. 
Bertrand is going to do his usual, like, find the poorest neighborhood and just walk around casting mending on things deal overnight. Okay. <clears throat> I think he's fine. already done that at least once in this city, so he may I don't be think you had time. Like the... Okay. I don't think you guys stayed here. Well, in that case... <laughs> he could probably use it. He gets that gleam in his eye and wanders off. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> there are things to be fixed, you say? I'm going to go fix things. <laughs> he's like, so Bertrand, where will you be when we... And he's just already, like, three <laughs> houses like, down. Just, just follow the trail of repaired <laughs> things. Yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Barrick looks up and says, where's he? Oh, yeah, all right. Very good. Interesting. <laughs> Fairly interesting. Uh, so if, if do any of the uh, other four of you wish to do anything while you're here? It's a largely orcish and human village. There are shops and uh, an inn with food and such. If, if any of you have anything you wish, wish to purchase or uh, eat, I suppose, or whatever, before the morrow. Shim would want to go to the inn and try to play for supper or okay. play for serenade the folks with his band flute. Okay. Now remember, you are in orc country. There's one person you don't play here. You, you <laughs> don't play Ed Sheeran here. The orcs don't like yes. Ed Sheeran statistically. Yeah. He is not on top of the orc billboard charts. Ever. Except that one time. We don't talk about that one time. Uh, make me a... I guess performance check or like um, whatever you're in. Oh, yeah, pan flute oh, check. That's the one I wanted. Uh, okay. That's because you have proficiency with your instrument, I believe. Uh, well, I thought so. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Plus four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You put on a real acceptable performance, real decent performance. <laughs> uh, no one's angry. Uh, and tips are it's enough to cover dinner. It's a really awkward hand flute cover of so, uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Okay. That would be interesting. You get a lot of confused looks, but they don't, they, they seem moderately into it. That is just the one song the whole night. Just, <laughs> just, uh, like, just that one on loop. <laughs> just, just a really long, like, hand flute solo in the middle. <laughs> Someone mutters something about being solo. all out of skips for the day. Yeah. <laughs> it was a... What was that website called? Never mind. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you, you scrounge up an, enough silver in tips to pay for dinner. Um, and uh, the bartender thanks you because there's usually no one playing music here. So, welcome. Uh, welcome back anytime. Welcome, O Provider of Entertainment. <laughs> yes. May your stay be long. Your music's pretty decent. We could use more of it. Okay, so if none of the rest of you have anything you want to do in town, we will progress to the morrow. Uh, so Barrick figures out loosely where you guys are staying in the warehouse. Wakes you bright and early, because two-day journey from there to the mountain and another 12 hours up the mountain uh, once you arrive. So he would like to get that caravan a-rolling as soon as possible. Uh, you notice there are six carts. Uh, each of them is pulled by two horses. And he has just him. And no one else. Uh, except for one teenage girl, orc, who appears to be his accountant slash uh, carries a long sword. And she is following him around, uh, making notes on what is in the caravan. And yeah, he is ready to leave when you guys are. Um, so, going to be honest, there's different things that end up on the mountain. Some of them come from the side, some of them come from the top, some of them follow you up. Follow you up the mountain. They're going to be pestery. It's going to be annoying. But uh, you stick close. We keep the carts on the path. Shouldn't be a problem too much. Uh, so you guys leave out that day. And everybody make me a perception check. 
Oh, I'm not on a date. Yeah, 17 for shit. Good <laughs> night. Mercy help us. Okay. Five! Five, there we go. Okay. 19! 19 for me as well, oddly. So two 17s, a 19, a 5, and an 8. Okay, so the three of you with 17s or a 19, um, you sure are being followed, probably, from a distance. Um, Shin will just hop on the back of the, the wagon and just kind of like dangle the feet like off the back of a truck bed, <laughs> casually wa- just casually watching behind us, but obviously watching behind us. Okay. Um, yes, from the second you leave town, something is following you from a pretty, like, from several hundred yards. But, but you um, see the same shape mm-hmm. off in the distance behind you for several hours. Bertrand will nudge uh, Trether in the ribs and be like, hey, should we go back there and introduce ourselves? Well, I don't think we need to go. I think we could just hop off here and wait. I suppose that would be less effort. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Okay, so you let the caravan keep moving, but you guys stop. We're going to find a place that is a little less passable. Natural choke point. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I'm guessing Mealy can help us out with this. So I, I like to think that Trather understands the concept of walls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you mean that from like a defensive position or just in general. Yeah, I leave that and as I an like... exercise to the listener. Perfect. I like both. <laughs> both is good. Love it. So, okay, so you find, you find there's sort of a place where it narrows into a canyon. He keeps moving the, the caravan along, and the horses seem very well trained. They just kind of follow along behind each other. And listen, and they seem to respond to Orcish. Because he does give them commands occasionally. Um, and his, his assistant seems to keep them well watered. Magically, in some sense, you think. Hmm. Um... Uh, so they keep moving, and you guys stop. Whatever follows is following you, theoretically, um, is probably three or four hundred yards away. And when you stop, it stops. It's still visible, but it doesn't get any closer. I cast the light spell on my shield, so it's glowing. Okay. Hold it up and wave it back and forth, like, <laughs> hello! Hi! <laughs> yeah. How are you? We see you. <laughs> Um, Look, pretty stained glass. <laughs> shiny. You you wave the shield back and forth, and you see a moment where there's sort of like some hesitancy, and it just kind of fades away, like into like not like magically fades away. Maybe magically fades away. He just wanders off, huh? He's not he's not following you any longer. Huh? That's disappointing. Yeah, it it is rather yes. <laughs> You can find shyness anywhere, I suppose. Yes, well, also, now we have to catch up. I do have to do that. <laughs> uh, as you turn around, he hasn't gone all that far. You're, you're probably only 20 or 30 yards behind him. Behind the end of the caravan, and Shim can go back to swinging his legs off the back, because I like that image. Oh, the <laughs> difficulties. Hey, look, I have short, stumpy dwarf legs, okay? <laughs> Any distance for you is longer for me. There <laughs> is that. Um, okay, so the rest of the day passes. Of Not of any note. There's a small standstorm. Uh, but you guys kind of hunker down in the... You sort of next to the caravan, and it, it's no problem. The horses actually have little... Not blinders, but like little protector bars so that the sand doesn't mess with them too much. Bertrand irritatedly shakes the sand out of his helmet yet again. Yes, as always. Um, it just always, yes, there is sand. Uh, so you guys camp for the night. If you stop, well, you, you, you kind of have to stop because horses are tired. Um, who takes, uh, do you guys want to take watches? How do you want to, how do you want to handle nighttime things? Yes, we're definitely taking watches. Definitely yeah. taking watches. Okay. Uh, John can take first watch. I'll take second because it's going to be later and Bertrand has dark vision. Always nice. And I'll take I'll get up early. any of them. Okay. Uh, and if you want to double up on some of them, there are eight of you, technically, if you count Melee and the Orc Apprentice. Sure. Uh, Melee and I'll uh, take 
say she'll take second and uh i'll take third okay and he uh barrick and his assistant will take the sort of wake the horses up watch and fix breakfast okay is everybody making me a second round of perception checks Alrighty. Right. 14 14 <clears throat> only 10 15 for sure 17 I think awesome. mine's the best. Yeah, William did the best with a one. That was strong. <laughs> I've um, one. Jenny and Ben, the only thing you guys notice, in the distance, in the night, there might be something out there. There might not be. Um, nothing gets anywhere near to the camp. Okay. Like, in the distance, do you mean, like, in the sky, on the ground? On the ground. Okay. If, if there's something, there might be a small shadowy thing still following you a little bit. But definitely from a distance, and definitely not getting anywhere. Close. And that's uh, first watch. Uh, that, well, that's that's all the watches. Oh, okay. Okay. Just kind of do them all all at once uh, in terms of the yep. perception checks. Is there anything you guys do on watch? Probably sit up and play cards with whoever's up with me. Okay. I feel. I'd use dancing lights to just kind of send little lights <laughs> floating around the camp. Okay. I'll teach anybody who's up with me a uh, dwarven card game that's not played very much outside the mountains. I'm sure Melee is all about that. Yes. <laughs> Any opportunity to learn and write down new things, she she into it. She likes learning things almost as much as Bertrand likes fixing things. <laughs> uh, agreed. Accurate. Uh, okay, so night passes into the morrow. Breakfast is ready. Uh, the the young lady actually brings around breakfast, kind of wakes you guys up. Uh, it um, yeah, over by the uh, over by the fire. There's breakfast if anyone's hungry. Um, we we leave in in about half an hour. Go have some breakfast. Uh, and if nothing else, if you have nothing else, uh, you guys set back out for the second day of traveling towards the mountain. Yeah, not a whole lot. Yep, nothing. Uh, you guys don't even worry about the perception checks. You notice nothing following you this day. Uh, appears to what whatever it was has given up yon chase of the lot of you uh, and by the end of the day you arrive at the mountain and boy is is it a big one uh, you can see in the very far distance kind of outcropping on the on about two-thirds of the way up the mountain maybe half that appears to be some kind of small city and oh, nice. it is it is quite a distance up and like he said, there's a single very thin path that leads up the mountain. Um, and there's kind of rocky outcroppings and caves along the way, caves in the side of the mountain. And he says, hey, well, here we are. We go up in the morning. Um, Bertrand will lean over to whoever's nearby, Shem maybe, and be like, now you see that, that, that is a proper mountain. <laughs> it is, We've it's been a... dealing with improper mountains. Well, less proper than that one, anyway. Mountain tier. Mountains Didn't usually realize have mountains had a sense of propriety. Tier Some list. Of them do. <laughs> you just need to know how to listen to the stone. This is an this is an S tier mountain. Most tier mountains around here are B tier mountains at best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there's an A tier one over that away, but uh, you know it's kind of remote and nobody visits it. Really, no. it's kind of a sad mountain. Yes. <clears throat> Now I'm gonna have to add. Neglected. Now that's gonna have to get added to the map at some point. Sad right. mountain. Sad mountain. <laughs> but in Orcish for some reason, um, so that it sounds cooler. Uh, okay, so next day comes, breakfast comes, time to make your way up Lay Mountain, uh, and it's it the path is pro approximately maybe twenty feet wide, at you know at best, and kind of winds up and down the mountainside. I'm Okay, so as you guys make your way up the mountain, perception checks. Alrighty, uh, or survival. Yeah, we'll stick with perception. Sure, let's roll the I'm other zero. <laughs> yes, bring on the other zero. <laughs> hey, I rolled an 18. I'm rolling hot. Okay, that's fine then. 15 for shame. Yeah, look at the thing. I mean, there's very little reason... Trather should be doing as well as he is, but... I mean, hey. I mean, everybody has a good day every once in a while. Accurate. <clears throat> okay, so I have either perception or survival from everyone. Okay, so essentially, what would you guys spend the first several hours doing? 
is sort of helping him guide the carts up the mountain. Uh, kind of keep the horses focused, keep them moving. Look out for noticeable pitfalls, that kind of thing. Uh, as the hours pass on, you guys get it pretty high. You've been going for four or five hours actually up the mountain. Uh, and Shim notices you hear a sound. Sort of a hissing. Not like like a like a lizard, maybe. But it sounds large and it sounds like it's coming from the side of the cliff. Uh kind of <clears throat> signaled everybody. Point up in the direction of the hissing sound. I put my finger over my mouth. Alright. Just silently like look that way. Yeah. So Barrick looks noticeably concerned when uh you point over the edge. And the young lady with him who who has who has been introduced, you know, introduced to you earlier. Her name is Yorosi, um, looks worried. Uh, Barrick walks up and kind of nudges you, Shim. He says he says a single word, and it's a word you've heard before. Um, Grex. <laughs> he says two words. <laughs> uh, and he says the word Grex. G-R-E-C-K. Grex. Grex. It's a word you've heard. Um, everyone make me... Let's say, I guess you've already done survival. Uh, so survival, nature, history, or... Yeah, survival, nature, or history. Yeah, get a 19 on history roll. Dig it. Wow, I'm horrible at all of those things. William, with that book knowledge. I'm actually not terrible at survival, but I rolled poorly anyway. Eight. So so history, yes, so we have two eights, a nine, and then two 19s. Um, So... Grant that sounds like our group <laughs> uh, has a 19 in history. I believe uh, William also has a 19 in history. We finally got to roll a skill Trather knows something about. There it's it kind is. of wonderful. <laughs> uh, with that sweet, sweet book learning and Trather's sweet, sweet. Um, sweet nightly sweet training. training. Plus two. Yes. <laughs> um, you have heard of Grex. Grex in, in, you know, they're, they're large lizard like beasts. Um, there's a specific kind of Grek that would make sense for you to see in the mountains. They're large red lizards. They're called wall Greks. Uh, they can stick to rock walls and kind of climb up the sides of mountains. Um, they're not small creatures. And they are known to try and sort of pick people off the sides of things and take them back to caves. And in the distance, kind of on the edge of the cliff... You see three Walgreks. They, oh, look, they look feisty. Feisty Walgreks, guys. Feisty so, Walgreks. So why do I know about this from history? Like, is there, or is there some historical event involving these? Uh, so what you know from them in history is just their commonness in certain areas, particularly in the mountains. They are they are known okay. through his, through history as that thing that literally will pull carts off the side of a cliff. Gotcha. Okay. Just purely, and, and like they're not intelligent enough to like hoard the goods in the carts. They're just feisty and territorial. And it turns out in this case, their territory is the only path up the mountain. Um, but you, you Greeks are well enough known that even far as far north as you're from, mm-hmm. these kinds of mountain Greeks are an actual thing that people talk gotcha. about because they. You you come from a merchant city, and that merchant city regularly sends people up these kinds of mountain paths, and they have to deal with these kinds of grunks. Um Okay, so okay. Barrick, um, right, well, good that I brought the, the five of you on then, um, if you don't mind. Those are going to be a real problem for the horses, and the carts, and also me. So, oh, yes, uh, well. assistance <clears throat> appreciated. Eurosi and I, I'll, I'll keep an eye on the animals, and and the carts, but uh, if you'll deal with a lot of those, that'd be appreciated. Of course, of course. Uh, one moment. <laughs> be right back. Time to go punch Grex. <laughs> Bertrand limbers up a little bit and is like... Stretchy, 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 stretchy. Yeah. 
Um, Cracked knuckles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cast bless on companions. <laughs> okay, so everyone, roll me that initiative. Wow, Bertrand the Pokey Yeet. actually got a 17. Oh, there you go. Roll. <clears throat> there we go. Okay. And then... Oh, that's the last one. Okay. Oh, Finn. Grex. Yeah. All right, yeah, go um, ahead. So, starting with Grex number one... Uh-oh. 10, 15, 20, 25 feet away. I yes. Deep-seated concerns. Uh, to Grex number one... Oh, you're right there. Quit. Yep, 20, 25, somewhere in there. Okay. Then Shim will start by trying to cast... So he's going to cast uh, Dancing Lights. Okay. That's 120 feet. Uh, okay, go cast for Cast Dancing Lights um, at number three. And okay. four little uh, orbs of light spinning around uh, Grex number three's head. Just in a rapid whirl as fast as they can go around his head. Okay. You can move the lights. So what is your intention with the lights? Oh, just like to full distraction and Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Just to like distract the lizard with the lights, deal with the other two, come back. Okay. That works. Bertrand. Uh like I said, I'm gonna cast start off by casting bless. Okay. Um, I will target uh, Trather, um, Shem, and myself with it. Okay. Uh, is Bless a standard? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Do you and it's a concentration, move? so... Okay. Are you going to move? Uh, no. I think I'll stay right where I am. Oh, and who was it? Was it um, R and Trather... Uh, who made the the successful history checks earlier? You know yeah. the Grek has a prehensile tail that Excellent. is what it uses to wrap up things and pull them. You do you do know that from the stories of uh, Grek attacks? Uh, oh, it's actually their turn. Okay, that's fun. Uh, so they will proceed to climb up Lay Mountain. But. Okay, so one of them is going to come... Greg 2 comes right up next to Shem. Of course. Um, and he will try to bite the Shem. And how, how do we feel about a... I'm, I'm feeling optimistic. Let's go... 25. Oh. Oh, so miss. No. Perfect. <laughs> so close. I was close, wasn't I? So close. All right, you take... He, he chomps down on you. Uh, for seven damage. Bitey, bitey. Uh, and the other oh. Grek will make his way, and he would like to... Uh, okay, so we're going to try this. We haven't really used grappling um, in this game yet, because I find it a little odd, but I want to try it. So my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, is that it's whatever they're like athletics or whatever versus either athletics or acrobatics from the person you're trying to grapple. My understanding. Okay. Uh, so Bertrand, uh, your choice, athletics or acrobatics. Well, considering I have a plus two to athletics and a minus one to acrobatics, All the acrobatics. I'm rolling athletics. <laughs> All the acrobatics. <clears throat> 15. 25, natural 20. Good grief. Okay, so he wraps you up in his tail. You are now grappled. You have a very tenuous uh, grasp of the concept of personal space, don't I... you, you stupid lizard? Trather, Bertrand made a friend. <laughs> he did. Uh, well, that changes my plan very slightly. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm... Uh, actually, wait, never mind. Even the blast won't help. <laughs> A quick question for you. You said these guys are kind of going up a wall? Yes. How steep is that exactly? Very. Marvelous. Not I'm... like sheer, but substantial. But sheer... So if I shoved him backwards, how far would he go? Oh, very. Um, there is a ledge probably 50 or 60 feet down. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to... You can sort of see the bottom of it. Go ahead and... Uh, Attack. 
And all I'm doing here is actually trying to um, make a uh, an athletics check to shove these. Uh, this one, number two here. Okay. So you're uh, essentially trying to do the same thing he did. Uh, no, because it's not a grapple. Oh, what okay, I'm doing okay, is actually okay. I'm doing the shove a creature action. Okay, what is uh, that versus? Or do you just have a DC? Uh, it's actually contested by the target's athletics or dexterity. Oh, okay. Mechanically, it's somewhat like a grapple, but it doesn't cause them to enter a grappled state. It causes them to be shoved. Oh, okay, 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 perfect. Because his grapple for this is different than his grapple for his not that high. It is not that high, I can guarantee you. <laughs> not, it can't be at a 24? Um, even I'm with rolling. a natural 20? No. Okay. Uh, That's then a I one. I am pushing it five <laughs> feet away. Okay. Uh, out into space. Out ideally. into space, yes. Um, so that Grek kind of just slides down and slides harshly uh, to the ground. And it's, someone remind me, is it 1d10 for 10 feet? Uh, D6, I believe. D6, D6. For, for 10 feet? Okay. Yep. So we're going to roll um, 66. That can't be a problem, right? <clears throat> oh, um, heck, says the Grek. <laughs> <laughs> you've been saving that one. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And fall damage. 20. How much uh, HP do they have? We're f totally fine, I promise. Good. Uh, that was Grek number two that you, you awesome. shoved it in? Yes. Uh, I'm then going to go ahead and use my uh, action surge. Okay. Fire, and right. uh, smack the uh, the one holding uh, Bertram. Okay, you're just going to hit him. You're not going to shove him. No, because he a grappled creature, when it moves, can choose to take what it's grappled with. I was worried. With. <laughs> yeah. And Trather... Do it, Trather, you know, Tr Trather... he's smart enough to avoid that. Trather <laughs> and R. Before before you hit him, Grant, Trather and R, make me perception checks. Because yeah. you have you have more Grek knowledge than the rest of the group mm. does. Fifteen? Okay. And William, okay, seven. So, Bert, uh, yeah, Trather, you're close enough. You notice, obviously, the tail is, is what they use for their grappling. You think it's probably severable? Like, you know how, like, if you separate a worm? Yeah. It, yeah, so sort of like that. Neat. Like, like uh, do you think if you hit the tail separately, and I'm just telling you this straight out, it has a different armor class. If you specifically wish to target the tail. Okay, so it would need to be um, uh, a separate... Okay, I got you. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to see what I can do just to... Um... Oh, you know what? Sure, let's have fun. Let's try and sever a tail. What's the worst that could happen? I can't imagine a thing. Bertrand's still standing over the ground. How's a 21? Okay. That's probably plenty. Plus one from the bless. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Uh, if 22 doesn't hit this thing's tail, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> it has a higher armor class than the rest of the Grek. No. Um, it's a really I top mean, tail. Probably it's a more accurate target. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. It, uh, so, yes, that definitely hits. Awesome. Um, I'm going to go ahead and it's dealing six damage to it. Uh, no, I'm not going to use anything else. Does Bless go to damage? No. no. Okay. It does not. All right. Uh, that was the number one. It'd be great if it did. <laughs> It'd be a little ridiculous if it did. <laughs> it would be. It would be, but it would be so much fun. Uh, okay, so the the tail is still hanging on, but you have definitely damaged it significantly. Marvelous. Trather R. Big giant lizard thing. Things. <laughs> um, do birds eat lizards? I mean, they can. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Um. Uh, Probably not appropriate for this setting, but... Um, or a lizard that size. Yeah. He bigger than I... you. <laughs> I don't really know what to do. Now, you um, do have one Grick all over here by himself. He seems lonely. Yeah, I'll go uh, meet him. Since you're probably still 30 or 40 feet above the ground, the Grick can probably not get to you easily. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. Um, all right, and we're just gonna do magic missile. Okay. Uh, number three. All right, so that always hits, yeah. and you are. Oh, 
Good night. Magical, magical missiles. So, uh, 1d4 plus 1? Yes. Unless you want to use it at second level, in which case it would be 1d4 plus 1 twice. Let's do that. Oh, wait, okay, sorry. My my mistake, I read that wrong. It's been a while since I've, I've done that. So it's 1d4 plus 1 three times at first level. Uh -huh. Or four times say, at second level. Yeah, it's been I a minute. I was going to say, okay, like, yeah. only the one Yeah, missile? just one missile. It's, it's <laughs> terrible. It's not terrible. It's really good, actually. Yeah. So it's either 3d4 plus 3 or 4d4 plus 4. Yeah, if you want to do it at oh. second level. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me. Sorry, I did that wrong. I, I also did that. Oh, we can, there we go. Just add three to 44 that. 44 plus one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just add three to that. Okay, yes. Uh, the Grek takes 12. Excellent. Uh, John. Yeah, Lizard so... Friends. Uh, I have a 30-foot move speed, so I go one, two, three, four, five, six. And then I misty step. Uh-oh. <laughs> as a bonus action, right here! Okay. I'm gonna shock and grasp its face! Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. For more information, you can find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com, email us at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at cityonthehillgame. For more information on saving the game, you can find Peter, Grant, and Jenny at stgcast.org, or at saving the game on Twitter. Thanks, and have a blessed day. Uh, yeah, Jenny, go for it. Alright. The room is hot. The fire is roaring. Dry brush and dead branches litter the forest floor. The traps contain strange scales, scraps of fur, and bits of meat. Dry brush and dead branches litter the forest floor. The trap, the, excuse me, the traps contain scraps of fur, bits of meat, tattered cloth, and strange scales. Builder puts up a hut out in the forest, says word will get around. A weathered family takes up in one of the huts. A mysterious wanderer arrives. A stranger arrives in the night. The fire is roaring. Dry brush and dead branches litter the forest floor. The traps contain bits of meat, scattered teeth, scraps of fur, and tattered cloth. I know that one. I don't I love this one. game. It's a really good game. What's yeah. it from? A dark room. Oh, okay. Uh, a dark room It is, is a browser-based text game. It's a oh. incremental-ish game. Well, it's incremental, but it's got a yeah. good kind of coming together after some sort of disaster story. I've okay. never finished it, but it's neat. I have. I, thought it was the I have thing finished with it at least three times. Yeah, I've been on a. Uh, I've definitely been on an incremental game kick lately. Okay, I thought it was the thing with the you play with the matches. Oh, um, no, you're thinking of... No. Um, what is that called? Scoundrel in the Deep? Well, no. that, there's another um, one. What's the one? Candles? It may just be candles. Candles. Yeah. candles? Yeah. I've heard you guys talk about. Huh. Which is super cool as well. Uh, Grant? Uh, me later. I'm just getting oh. settled in. Okay. Uh, ben? <clears throat> okay. Uh... Sing all you joyful now, sing all together. The winds in the treetops, the winds in the heather. The stars are in bloom and the moon is in, in the moon is in flower. And brighter the windows of night in her tower. What is that from? The Hobbit. Oh, very cool. Okay. Peter. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Number 6, 24 through 26. Amen. That is actually, I find it interesting that that's the one you use. Those are my mother's favorite Bible verses. Really? Yes. All right. She's a she's a big fan of that section of numbers. Well, I like the tune for that one, too. It's really nice. Yes. Uh, William. Go with Old Faithful, and I'm done. Perfect. Love it. Uh, no, Daniel, because movie things, mo moving things, not movie things. Um, Daniel's making a movie. Um, <laughs> About him moving. It's yes. very meta. It's, it's going to be big. And he's he's going to move around while he's making the movie about moving. 
in a moving van. Yes. With a camera in the back of it. It's expected to be a moving experience. Absolutely. No. It's going to be like the opening. It's going to be like the opening of Pokemon Red. No, not Red. So let's let's box this up. Hey, there it was. uh... She she saved it. I love it. Uh, You guys are going to have to carry the load because Daniel's not here. Um, Be that with hand cart or moving truck. Grant. (laughs) What just happened? Perfect. Moving funds. (laughs) Yep. Oh, shoot. Give me just a second. Here we go. Inasmuch as I was now the second personage in the kingdom, as far as political power and authority were concerned, much was made of me. My raiment was of silks and velvets and cloth of gold, and by consequence was very showy, also uncomfortable. But habit would soon reconcile me to my clothes. I was aware of that. I was given the choicest suite of apartments in the castle after the king's. They were aglow with loud-colored silken hangings, but the stone floor had nothing but rushes on them for a carpet, and they were misfit rushes at that, being not all of one breed. As for conveniences, properly speaking, there weren't any. I mean little conveniences. It is the little conveniences that make the real comfort of life. The big oaken chairs, graced with rude carvings, were well enough, but that was the stopping place. There was no soap, no matches, no looking glass, except a metal one about as powerful as a pail of water, and not a chromo. I had been used to chromos for years, and now I saw that without my suspecting it, a passion for art had got worked into the fabric of my being and was become a part of me. It made me homesick to look around over this proud and gaudy but barren heart this but heartless barrenness and remember that in our house in East Hartford, all unpretending as it was, you couldn't go into a room but you would find an insurance chromo or at least a three-color God bless our home over the door, and in the parlor we had nine. But here, even in my grand room of state, there wasn't anything in the nature of a picture except a thing the size of a bed quilt, which was either woven or knitted, it had darned places in it, and nothing in it was the right color or the right shape. And as for proportions, even Raphael himself couldn't have botched them more formidably, after all his practice on those nightmares they called his celebrated Hampton Court cartoons. Raphael was a bird. We had several of his chromos. One was his miraculous draught of fishes, where, where he puts in a miracle of his own, puts three men into a canoe which wouldn't have held a dog without upsetting. I always admired to study R's art. It was so fresh and unconventional. What is that I from? I have no clue, but that voice is great. <laughs> yeah. It's a, Connecticut, like a... it's a Connecticut Yankee oh. in King Arthur's court. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> if I ever need... I, I don't... That was incredible. I love that. You oh, it's like, you've like one of my of... favorite Twain works ever. Probably my favorite. That explains the tone to that. Okay. You had a touch of William Shatner there for a second, too, which I really enjoyed. Oh, well, then I apologize. No, no, no. That's fine. <laughs> I like me a good Shatner. 